You found something. You found the Rebel Base Card Podcast. What a piece of junk. I'm your host, Greg McLaughlin. Just as clumsy as he is stupid. Join me as we discuss Star Wars trading cards and card collecting. We need a statement, not a manifesto. We'll talk about sets from the original vintage. No, no, the one I'm pointing to. All the way to current releases. This? Yes. All right, let's get started. Commence primary ignition. Welcome back to the Rebel Base Card Podcast. There you saw by the intro. We actually just completed an intro not long ago, so we're trying it out. Uh, It is a work in progress as well as the episode you're listening to. Uh, We've been doing some demo work. Uh, To put in the feed, we got to get something going so that when we get some better audio or we get some, uh, hopefully, some interview audio, that we could definitely throw that in the feed, but you have to kind of, you have to start somewhere, right? You have to start somewhere, and some of these early episodes, they're going to be creaky. They're not going to be kind of maybe not fully formed, and so as we're getting this, uh, as we're getting this together, it's a process. It's definitely a process. Um, on tonight's show, um, I had a few things I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the podcast, uh, kind of the update itself, uh, some of the journey that I've been going through to uh, help make this podcast. Um, We also have an update. I don't know whether I talked about it last time, but we are going to C2E2 here in Chicago. Uh, So there were some goals I had in mind, some things I wanted to try to do, and it makes a a perfect uh, way to get some some more uh, test audio and to try out the equipment uh, in the actual environment we'll be in for celebration. Um, I also wanted to go over some latest finds on eBay and some additions to the collection uh, as the, as the, uh, as the podcast uh, title uh, for tonight, I think I'm going to go with O Canada, uh, if I want to be completely generic about it. Uh, but that it does kind of build the theme of the episode in that we have been uh, finding some more of these OPG cards uh, from the original movie, The New Hope, as well as uh, some from Empire Strikes Back uh, as and Return of the Jedi. There's a couple cards I got there as well. Um, and we'll kind of finish up with some of the things we've been doing on the Instagram feed, uh, some of the some of the, the live shots we've been doing, and some of the trials and tribulations we've been doing there. At any rate, just to kind of get started, um, update as far as the podcast is concerned. Uh, if you are getting to episode three, uh, you'll notice that we have actually got a place for you to find this. Uh, we decided to go with uh, Anchor. Uh, Anchor was um, one of the one of the podcast distribution networks that we were looking at. There were some other networks as well. Um, Fireside, I think, was one of the other ones. It's a paid service, but Anchor right now, uh, it is owned by Spotify, but it is still free. And it provided a platform for me to import audio into and quickly publish out still using an iOS device, still using my iPhone, which was really the key. I wanted to be able to record this. Uh, The goal would be to completely edit this within the iPhone uh, just due to the schedule, just because, you know, once you import it into uh, the Mac and start working with a program called Audacity, which I could use GarageBand. I did it for the intro, uh, but GarageBand does so much more. What I basically need to do is kind of stitch the intro to the actual body of the podcast itself, throw the outro on it, and get it to where it goes into an MP3, a small form form factor, a small file, get it into uh, Anchor, and throw it up on the feed. 
And that is something to where I think, you know, like I said, Anchor is going to be allowing me to import that fairly easily. But what I am really looking forward forward to forward to is to be able to edit on the phone itself, uh, to edit within basically the context of creating this and then basically shoot, uh, shooting it into the feed. That's going to be super easy, especially if I'm at a place like Celebration or C2E2 where I want to try to crank out maybe more than one episode, get it in the feed so that way people can enjoy it. There's still a bit of timeliness to it, um, but I don't want to have to do a ton of post-production, which on the one hand, you know, if you're going to try to do something, obviously we want to try to have as much quality as we can, and I want to try to make sure this is worth your while, is worth mine as well. But the the efficiency of creating, editing, and publishing is something that I really want to hone. I'm hoping that Anchor, at least to begin with, is going to allow me just to get it kind of going, grease those wheels, as it were. And then later on, if we have to move to a platform that's a little more sophisticated, maybe I'll have the mechanisms in place to quickly go through, like pull down, edit, throw it up in there, you know, get get the intro, outro onto it, um, put all the metadata in for the episode, the description, and so forth, get it up in the feed so that way if somebody wants to download it, there's still that uh, that timeliness to it, uh, even though some of this content's going to be evergreen. But you get to get, get the idea. Um, I'm sort of a one-man band here, so you want to try to make it as easy for me as possible to work around the schedule. So I'm kind of excited. I, you know, Like I said, throwing up a few episodes. By the time you hear this, I am really hoping there will be more episodes in there, and I'll work more of these kinks out so there's more enjoyment for you, more th- more worth your while uh, to download and update and, and to listen to and enjoy at any rate. But yeah, um, I think one of the, the bigger updates from the last couple of episodes is, is that I did purchase a ticket to C2E2. I will be there on the first day, and this is the, was it the comic? And Entertainment Expo in Chicago, it's their big annual, uh, it's a big annual, like basically, you know, comics and cosplay and all kinds of um, pop culture. I haven't yet been able to go to it, but this will be my first year as well. So basically, first C2E2, first uh, celebration. And I think this gives me a great um, point to kind of try out some of this in the environment itself because celebration you know, I don't know when it's going to come back to Chicago again. You see, it's kind of like going around to different cities. And so this might be my one shot. So going to C2E2 would allow me to basically explore the space, uh, try to get some interviews in, try to talk to people, try to do some uh, video and audio myself and see how it sounds. And it's going to be great because I can kind of get a gist of how the, the show floor is going to work, basically. And, you know, I think it's just going to be a great... Uh, and then and anything we get from it, is really going to be gold. You know, if I'm able to get an interview with a, with an artist or if I'm able to talk to a couple of fans or some cosplayers, I think that's going to be all the better. So we're just, you know, more content, the better, and also an avenue for it. Um, whereas, like, if you try to, if you go to a con or something and you're just throwing up picture after picture in the feed, that may not be what everybody wants. And, you know, people, you don't really want to be drowned in content, even if it's good. So I, I think when you're posting at a con or you're trying to capture some some content to post there, I think I kind of want to give it its breathing space. I want to put you know some stuff in the Instagram feed, maybe go live a couple of times, uh, throw some stuff on YouTube. So if someone wants to go there, they can go there at their leisure um, and then throw something in the podcast feed. So there's a little bit for everybody. Maybe throw something into the Facebook feed as well in that uh, Tops group, which by the way, uh, there is a Tops uh, group 
in Facebook, you should really check out. There's a lot of good stuff there. Just look for Top Star Wars, and you'll see the groups in there if you're on the uh, on the Facebook. Um, so it's just something to where you you kind of want to kind of spread it out because there's a lot of things you could do, and you could go overboard. I mean, you still want to have fun. You still want to get your stuff. You know, you still want to do a little shopping. You still want to try to maybe get an autograph or a picture in. But I think there's enough room there to get some content, some good content. Uh, put it up on the feed so people can enjoy. So if they're not here, they can see it. They can get it just for the the experience. Um, but they can kind of come at it to where it's not basically just dumped on them. Um, and I think you know it's it should be fun. And that kind of is you know that gives us a good starting point. And hopefully, like I said, some of these other hooks will be in place. Maybe I can get something on the website as well if somebody wants to see some pictures there. Maybe some larger pictures, some higher res stuff. Uh, we can get it up on the website, and then that way you can enjoy it. Uh, if you want to go there, you can enjoy it. If you want to go to Instagram, you can see it there. So it'll be as much as you want to see. And I think for the audience out there, whoever is listening, um, it's just something to where I'm just trying to share what I'm doing, and hopefully I'm doing it in a format that you can enjoy it and kind of come at it for as much as you really want to. I think that's that's the big thing right there. Uh, more and more guests have been added to celebration and it's kind of interesting to see the differences in the autograph and the picture lineups for C2E2 and celebration. Uh, I think James uh, Arnold Taylor, uh, the voice of uh, Obi-Wan from the Clone Wars will be at C2E2 and uh, it definitely I see some price differences in the two and it might make sense to try to get his autograph uh, and or picture at C2E2 as opposed to celebration uh, one for cost, and two, it's like maybe sort of leverage the fact that some of these guests are going to be at sell, uh, at C2E2. You may be able to get them out of the way. Maybe uh, on the Friday, which is the first day of C2E2, it won't be as busy, and so you can get you know you can take care of some of that stuff there to where when you get to celebration, there's not that that urgency to try to to get in these autograph lines, which you know are going to be crushed. Maybe at C2E2, since it's so there's such a varied amount of different pop culture that maybe you're not going to get, you know, you'll still get tons of Star Wars fans there, but it's not going to be like the what should be the crushing amount at Celebration where you're fighting with this, just see these mobs of people who are also trying to enjoy themselves, trying to get some stuff done, maybe trying to see a panel or two, try to get, maybe they're trying to get an autograph or a picture, but you're just not, you're, you're there's so much going on, it's just sensory overload. So maybe I'm going to try to leverage these two, um, not only for uh, the work I want to do here for the podcast and for the Instagram feed, but also for my own enjoyment, and uh, we'll see what we can do there. But that was uh, sort of the update, and like I said, there have been more and more guests. I'm only going that Monday, so unfortunately, a lot of these guests, even though they get kind of get keep being added, uh, they're being added to every day except Monday. There are a few ones there, so... Um, I'm still on the fence of who I want to try to get. Do I want to get a picture? Do I want to get an autograph? Do I want to get both? Um, you know, as I start to finish up this first season of Star Wars Resistance, boy, some of those characters now are have a little more meaning than they did a few weeks ago when I really hadn't had a chance to finish the series. And now as you kind of finish up season one, you're starting to get attached to some characters. You're starting to get an idea of how this show is being put together. And if you have an opportunity to meet these folks before the show actually finishes up, then that is kind of nice because one, they're, it, the, the prices are not that bad. And two, this is their first celebration as these characters. So this is kind of like something where maybe I'm kind of talking myself into trying to get uh, Christopher Sean and some of these other resistance actors 
uh, to get their autograph. It's kind of a shame because I would really like to see a tops set of cards because that would be my my first go-to autograph medium as opposed to sort of just an 8x10, but that may be what I have to do. Um, I know that some more of these guests, I keep kind of going back through my card collection. I'm trying to find one, uh, trying to find, you know, but I would really like at the end of the day, I would really like to see uh, some autographs on my tops cards because, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a top sports card podcast, <laughs> Instagram channel. That's kind of what I'm doing. So I'd really like to get them to autograph a card that, that goes in the collection. I can look at it. I can look at it again and protect it. Uh, as opposed to an 8 by 10 where you'd be like, where do I put this? Do I put this in a frame? Do I put it on the wall somewhere? Kind of an odd place for it. Uh, so that that's kind of like what's happening uh, with Celebration and C2E2. If I look at some recent um, eBay purchases, um, I'm starting to see a Canadian flavor to it. And I want to say it kind of started with um, when I was posting up um, some of my... 1977 my series one the blue series um opg cards and i was so excited when i finally figured out what these were i'd had these cards in my collection for years they were kind of filling spaces because you know back then it was harder to before ebay really hard to try to complete a set especially a vintage set and over the years i just kind of filled it up with whatever i could and you know back in back in the mid 80s i'd found this card store and they had some of these uh you know i i Found two or three of them that filled holes in my blue uh, Series 1 set, but they were bilingual. They were in French as well as English. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And there wasn't anybody really to ask or there wasn't anybody to, uh, any, any resource. Um, but turns out, you know, like OPG, which was uh, the company in Canada that was basically got the license to, to, do, the, uh, to do the sets. Um, they were doing them, but they were doing them in both French and English. Super cool. And what I found out just recently, you know, there's some sites online, and I'm, I'm pulling this up from a place called thesandcrawler.com, uh, where it's kind of like the Star Wars Bible of information. Um, and I've been able to talk to some of the people on the feed who are also um, collecting these kind of cards as well. As well, um, For the original sets, uh, they didn't do all of them. OPG only did, they did uh, set one and two, the same as Topps did, but they didn't do the Yellow Series 3. And I didn't know, I only found this out recently. They did not do that series, and they combined the fourth and fifth sets, the green and the orange sets, into one big Uber set. And so this came, this really came to light recently when I found an eBay auction that had it was just this random assortment of, it was like there was uh, these sets that were in uh, these plastic sleeves, and there was about 50 or so. They had like he had like five lots, um, but they were just this random assortment of. Originally, like uh, Series Five Orange, or at least what I thought was Series Five Orange, uh, some Return of the from some Return of the Jedi ones, and some Empire Strikes Back, but they were all you know the OPG bilingual ones, and I'm like, I'm gonna take a flyer on this. They looked like they were in decent shape, but just cool cards to have. You know, I have most of these set, I have these sets already, but you know, it's kind of a cool thing to kind of look through and go, oh, these are a little different, and I didn't realize how different it was until I got them, and then realized that hey, these are not lining up, the numbers weren't lining up, and they looked a little different. So come, you know, come, to, come to know that, yes, they did combine the, the fourth and the fifth set, and so now you have this, I have a version, the tops version, that is a green card, and then I have the OPG one, which is an uh, orange one, 
and the numbers are different and it's almost like having a whole different set so as, as an a collector you're like i'm pretty excited because now it's like collecting a whole new set i've i've learned something so there's sort of that there's that mystery about it it's a whole new thing uh and now you've got your collector's bug on you going hey this is a vintage set um, I don't have all of them. It, you know, I thought I was done. I'm, I'm kind of going to pull back into this one. And you can kind of see the differences. And um, from what I've been reading and what people have been saying and what I've been feeling is the cardstock for these OPG ones are a little different. They're just a little thinner. Um, they do get kind of scuffed a little more because it sounds like there was some bad cuts on some of these cards. And But what's interesting is that some of the colors are a little more vivid. If you're looking at um, some of the backs of the cards, it's a little brighter. Uh, and of course, it's in you know it's bilingual. It's in English and French, and so the print is a little smaller, and you see it in both English and French. It's super cool. Um, actually, just in today, and I'm I'm holding this in my hand, there was a great little auction for a lot of um, a lot of these Empire Strikes Back Series One, and there were about 84 cards. And in the uh, Empire Strikes Back Series One, I believe is 132 cards, and so 84 to 132 right off the bat, boom. Plus, I had this other auction, which had about maybe 20 or so Empire Strikes Back cards. So basically, about 75% of this set I have, which is going to make it easier if I'm trying to fill in later. If I, have to, if I want to try to complete it, uh, the completeness inside of you always wants to finish a set. Um, but it allows me to kind of get a good jump on it. And it's kind of fun because some of these cards series that you'll see, and especially comes to light in, this, in that second Return of the Jedi series, which was really dark. Tops did it like it wasn't really a great set by Tops, color-wise because everything was dark. But um, what I'm noticing on some of these cards is because the OPG cards are a little lighter, uh, you're seeing a little more detail on some of the in some of the images, which is really nice because it's almost like you know going back to having some of your photo negatives redone, and now just because you know, you can edit them in Photoshop and you can manipulate them. You're getting a lot of more, you're getting a lot more out of the same picture that you've been staring at for the last 20, 30 years. And so this is kind of, uh, it's kind of nice to go back through. And, uh, and, and like I said, it's, a, it's a little different card. It's, you know, in some cases with the, with the original series ones, you're getting different numbers. And it's just kind of, like I said, it's something kind of nice to talk about. It's a nice little addition to your collection. Um, you know, it's always be collecting. Yeah, it's the ABC, right? But in this case, it's kind of fun because, like I said, you're you're discovering something for the first time. Uh, it has a vintage air to it, and uh, you're not seeing something like this recently. So unless unless you're looking for something that's basically done in another country, so there's not there's not a whole lot of this. Um, I don't think they did um, any. I don't think they did the second set, uh, the second and third sets of Empire or the second set of Return of the Jedi. So. Um, I think if I'm able to complete, I mean that that basically means I'd have to kind of have to complete this Uber set, the of the tops Star Wars one, and then maybe go back after and finish up Empire. Maybe do them at the same time. I'm kind of debating um, where the collection might go, but that uh, that that was kind of exciting. Uh, not only to find, like I said, it's always great to start a new new collection of something, and especially something that has it's it's vintage. Um, you know, like any more. You know, when you're going through the list, the the calendar list of of sets that Top's gonna is gonna release in any year, that's a lot, and especially the cost factor of it. You know, if I'm am I gonna go after this set? Is this a hobby only? Is this a retail only one? You know, you've got to kind of gauge about how much you kind of want to spend, uh, not only money but time and effort 
to complete? What am I looking for? Am I going to go for Galactic Files? Is that just too much of a thing? Uh, because it's just it's just this huge set. Uh, am I going to go for just the movie cards, or am I going to go for Galaxy? Some of these artist ones. So there's a lot there's a lot to collect there. I don't think there's ever been more than there is now, especially with you know the full force uh, of Disney behind this and Topps really just kind of churning this stuff out. We're actually interestingly enough in a bit of a holding pattern. Um, because we're sort of in between. We just finished up with The Empire Strikes Back Black and White, which is a gorgeous set, but it was kind of expensive. And we're not going to really see anything. There was, this, um, there was this autograph set, which was more like a autograph plus a card, and that was more on the high end. But we're really not going to see anything now until uh, whatever it is, Journey to Episode 9 or The Road to Episode 9, and that's gonna probably not going to come out until the fall. So really, you have between now and then, Maybe there'll be a Star Wars Resistance set, and if you have seen the prices for the Rebels sets out there, that is not, they are not cheap to go back and get. So it's one of those things where I, I think this, you know, because you're, you know, we're only in season one of Star Wars Resistance, if Topps releases a set of those, I would recommend going out and grabbing it because we don't know how many uh, series, seasons of Star Wars, Star Wars Resistance there are going to be. And so this may be something to where this might be a one and done. They might do one set like they did with Rebels, and that's it. Um, Clone Wars, I think they did multiple sets of. It's something I'm kind of going trying to go back and chase. But and they and who knows if Topps is going to release a set for the last season of Clone Wars either. It's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. The calendar, if you go to uh, I think Cardboard Connections, doesn't go out that far. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens later this year. Uh, will they do a Chrome set? Will they do you know more autograph sets? But uh, we'll have to stay tuned um, at any rate. So, yeah, the, um, the collection was really bolstered by the OPG stuff and really, really exciting to discover that. Um, we, you know, keep working on the podcast. Uh, the feed, we are putting some good stuff in. I know we just recently we finished up the uh, Burger King. Um, everybody, everyone wins. Everybody wins. Uh, sets that we were putting up, those were pretty popular and those were in really good shape. And then recently on the Instagram feed, I was doing some uh, cracking open of these. I found a, a bunch of these Empire Strikes Back Series 3 cards uh, that were still sealed. And I got actually got them for a decent price, about like about four bucks uh, a pack. And so I got about 10 of those packs. And I didn't really have that set completed. I only had about 20%. Now I think I have about 60% after I cracked open about five packs. And thankfully, it was only an 88-card series. So it wasn't that, so it wasn't that big to begin with. Um, so it's really nice to put in some, you know, to crack some open, doing it live on Instagram so everybody can kind of watch, um, and, you know, pulling some great stickers as well, because that's, I didn't really have a lot of those, uh, so this, for the sticker puzzle, so that's fun, and we'll be kind of highlighting those, um, over the course of the next, uh, few weeks, and I'm going to be putting up hopefully more of these, uh, OPG Star Wars, doing these comparisons between the tops and the OPG cards, I'll probably be putting up some of these Empire Strikes Back OPG cards that I got because they are very cool, and you can kind of will hopefully be highlighting the differences in there so you can kind of see both cards. Uh, but some good stuff there at any rate, and we're just kind of keep moving on forward. And in which case, what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of cut this for tonight. I'm liking the fact that these episodes will probably be about 20, 25 minutes. I want to try to kind of fit into your feed because I know you've got a lot of other things to listen to. And I think as this podcast gets better, 
more pertinent information. I'll be more concise. I'll be able to fit in some more information, get better notes, uh, and then offer you a vehicle to send feedback to. Right now, probably what I'll do is, as it goes along, the episodes will get a page on Instagram. at uh, If you just look for me at Rebel Base Card, um, I'll have a page there, and you can add comments there and look me up there. But hopefully later on, I'll have another other ways for you to send feedback and maybe talk about your collections and see what you're what you're chasing right now and uh, we'll try to make this a little bit more of a back and forth um, other than that i will see you all soon thank you very much for joining us we'll talk to you soon okay the music for tonight's podcast was used under a creative commons license by trent Reznor and nine inch nails the track is called discipline from the album the slip tops and star wars do not have any affiliation with this podcast and all have their own respective trademarks and copyrights. Names, sounds, and brands used or mentioned in this podcast are property of their respective entities.